This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. You looking to sell your home? At realestateagentsitrust.com, our goal is to ease the stress of home selling by helping you sell your home as quickly as possible at the best price possible. Hi, it's Glenn Beck, and I want to thank you. In just the last few months, thousands of Blaze Radio listeners just like you have contacted our agents. So if you're thinking of selling your home or if you want help buying a home, go to realestateagentsitrust.com and let our individually selected agents earn your business. realestateagentsitrust.com Seven two seven Beck eight 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 seven two seven B E C K. It is Pat and Stu. Welcome to it. Uh, Donald Trump won Mississippi, Michigan, and uh, Hawaii. Ted Cruz took Idaho last night. Yay, Idaho! You are not dead to us. No, congratulations. Michigan, Hawaii, and Mississippi are in fact. Yeah, you are dead. Uh, dead to Mississippi's us. been dead to us for a while since the Chris McDaniel situation. That's true. Uh, so there's a lot of states that are dead to us. Um, we've decided that every state that does something that we don't like is dead to us. Mm-hmm. And especially when it's this egregious. Yes. Um, what is Mississippi doing voting for Donald, Donald Trump? What was Alabama doing voting in Louisiana, Georgia? Stop it! Stop it! Uh, but uh, yeah, Trump won those those states. Don't they realize uh, that when that happens, they're dead to us? Yeah, don't they realize that? I mean, I, I, I mean, you would think that would be very impactful to them, right? But I mean, no. we're not going to go to those but states no. anymore unless we absolutely right, have to. or, or unless we absolutely have for to. any reason. Yeah, right. <laughs> like Nevada, for example, uh, has Las Vegas in it. We're going to go to Las Vegas, you know, whenever we need to. Oh. Um, but uh, they're dead to us. Oh, I'm not gonna, yeah. I mean, the whole state's dead to us, but I'm not going to stop going to Las Vegas. Right, that's, right. I mean, it, oh, you know, look, that's not it's not Las Vegas' fault. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, it probably, it probably is. Probably uh, completely. Is. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I mean, it's uh, I, yesterday I thought was a, I mean, I think, to be fair, it was a good day for Trump, um, though I think it proves once again the sort of thesis we've been talking about for a long time. If he's... Other people aren't in the race. Uh, Tr- Cruz is actually winning right now. Um, however, Trump doesn't have that issue to deal with because they are, are in the race. So bottom line is uh, we live in this reality. I think Cru- if Cruz were to, w- I would say it was even. Cruz, if he were to be shut out, it would have been bad for him. If he would have won two states, I would have been happy. 
Um, he won one state. That's kind of my expectations going in. And, you know, I think the whole, this whole situation, Pat, is really uh, we're all just sitting around waiting to see what happens on the 15th. Once the 15th happens, you expect people to get to drop out of the race. You expect people to uh, potentially uh, clear the field to make it a one-on-one -on -one potentially. But we don't know who, who wins. We, you know, maybe it's going to be a contested uh, convention. But really, until the 15th, we don't really know anything. These, these days have been good for Cruz in that he's been able to keep himself in the picture. But outside of that, you know, really, we don't know too much more than we did a few days ago. Yeah, and by the 15th, you know, it may or may not be too late. Um, yeah, you're right. So that's the unfortunate part about it. But uh, uh, last night, Trump talked a lot about his companies that don't exist. I mean, this is really, this is phenomenal. Um, at the press conference, he brought out, he, he trotted out all this stuff uh, and pretended like it was all, they were all the products that he continues to, to make. Um, here's what happened. I have very successful companies. Let me just explain. I'm going to do this in about two seconds. But I filed with the federal elections 100 pages, almost 100 pages, that many of the press have gone down and seen. And they were all very, very impressed. I built a great, great company. I have very low debt. I have assets like this. This is owned 100% by me with no debt. And Mitt got up, and he really shouldn't have done it. It wasn't, it wasn't becoming, honestly. And he talked about the water company. Well, there's the water company. I mean, we sell water, and we have water, and it's a very successful, you know, it's a private little water company, and I supply the water for all my places, and it's good, but it's very good. Trump steaks. Where are the steaks? Do we have steaks? We have Trump steaks. He said the steak company, and we have Trump steaks. He said Trump magazine is out. I said, it is? I thought I read one two days ago. This comes out, and it's called The Jewel of Palm Beach, and we, it's all, it goes to all of my clubs. I've had it for many years, and it's the magazine. It's great. And the airline, by the way, I sold the airline. You know, he said, Trump Airline. Well, I sold the airline, and I actually made a great deal, complicated, and in really terrible times. The economy was horrible, and I made a phenomenal deal. And by the way, the winery, you see the wine, because he mentioned Trump Vodka. It's the largest winery on the East Coast. I own it 100%, no mortgage, no debt. You can all check. You have to go check the records, folks. In fact, the press, I'm asking you, please check, because you can see if there's any debt. So I want to put that to rest. So you have the water. You have the steaks. You have the airline that I sold. I mean, what's wrong with selling? Every once in a while, you can sell something. You have the wines and all of that. And Trump University, we're going to start it up as soon as I win the lawsuit. Does that make sense? I mean, that's it. Okay. That's really interesting because it actually seems to bother him. It sure does. Oh, it bothers him big time. Yeah. Bothers him a lot. I, bothers him a lot. I was kind of under the impression it was like he would just, yeah, you know, I've, look, I've started 100 million businesses. Some of them failed. What are you going to do? No. No, he's he trying to. He wants oh. to be a winner. As we pointed out on these things that we're playing on radio, he wants to be a winner every single time. He wants to pretend as though he has never lost. And he's lost plenty. He's failed over and over and over and over again. And, you know, we grant him, even in that series that we're doing on radio, yes, you're a billionaire, okay? We get it. You've had some success. All right. But he's not, he's not okay with that. He's not okay with the fact that he's won more than he's lost. He can't have ever lost uh, in his mind. That's how out of control this guy's ego is. Uh, he says, uh, Trump Airlines, uh, okay, I sold it. 
you can sell it. You can sell things sometimes. He didn't sell Trump Air. Uh, he defaulted on the loans to the bank. It never made a profit, never once turned a profit. And after three years, he had defaulted on the loans. And the bank came in and worked out a deal with USA. Complicated. 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 Yeah. The complicated deal. deal is that his business mm -hmm. failed. His and, business and failed, and the bank worked out a bailout for him. Mm -hmm. They worked. They they got together with U.S. Air. U.S. Air wanted the the shuttle. They knew they could make it work, and they have. They have. So they took over. They took over forty percent of it initially. Then they bought it outright uh, a few years later, and they've owned it ever since. I mean, they made it work. He couldn't. He couldn't make so it. So he's work. lying. And by the way, uh, if you watch Glenn's show tonight, he's doing a lie counter of of the speech just to show you every lie that Donald Trump has. And I don't know if we'll get to all of them. But uh, he's going to attempt to get to every lie, uh, not just these. But these are amazing. I mean, the Trump, I mean, Trump shuttle is one that has not been talked about that much. Right. Because, you know, look, to be honest, the airline business is difficult. Uh, and a lot of airlines have failed. But Trump was just no better than every other failure. Right. I and mean, he's just another failure in a long list of failures there. Um, you know, and Trump stakes. No, the, he doesn't have Trump stakes. And he didn't lay out Trump stakes. Those were somebody else's stakes. That he just put out there in front of them. Yeah, and the company was called is called Bush Brothers, which is uh -huh. kind of funny. I mean, when you think about it. Yeah. <laughs> after he beat up on Jeb Bush and George W. Bush the whole time, he goes to Bush Brothers Steaks to get steaks that he claims are his, but he doesn't even take the time to cut the label off of the steaks. <laughs> so he says it's Trump steaks, but in reality, it's Bush Brothers steaks from West Palm Beach. He goes to a local place, buys a bunch of steaks. Puts them on the table. You can see the label. So he, he cut them off of most of the steaks, but he so tried bad. to hide it. He just didn't fully do it. So fantastic. Uh, and, you know, uh, they have pictures of them from, uh, from, uh, from it says Bush Brothers right on the label. Also, Sharper, Sharper Image has a memorial page, essentially, for Trump steaks. Hey, we used to have Trump steaks. Obviously, they're not available anymore. But considering he's running for president, we thought we'd put a page up here to kind of commemorate it. Um, so <laughs> there's that. I mean... You know, the water was the same deal. Um, you know, I guess he does supply water to his restaurants or something. I'm sure, probably. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. I, but is but, it from somebody else? Yeah, the label says uh, yeah. NYSHD Cert 291, Village Springs Corporation, P.O. Box 16, Willington, Connecticut, uh, 06279, with a phone number. Um, according to the label, it's actually bottled by Village Springs Water. According to the Village Springs website, its products are available in the Village Springs label or with your own private label. Yeah, which is what he does. Village Springs bottles private labels for various convenience stores, grocery stores, and as many distributors that offer home delivery. So basically, this is from Mashable. So basically, Trump Natural Spring Water is the same water you can buy at a gas station. I, I, I mean, the guy, nothing he said was, was the truth last night. Nothing he said. What about and Trump vodka and Trump wine, though? Gone. Okay, so Trump, Trump vodka. Now, Trump wine, wine though, right? may still exist. So here's the thing. I don't know. Someone says, hey, but Trump, Trump vodka, vodka failed, ended a right? long time ago. Which failed. it did. It did. Now, if you notice in that clip, he says, oh, well, yeah. people, people, I have Trump wine here. People asked about Trump vodka. Well, vodka and wine are not the same thing. I don't know <laughs> if anyone knows that. Uh, Trump vodka is out of business. Trump wine is still in business, and as he said, uh, no debt uh, on that product, which is probably true considering he doesn't actually have anything to do with it. Um, it's actually his son's really? company. Trump Winery is a registered trademark of Eric Trump Wine Manufacturing, which is not owned 
managed or affiliated with Donald J. Trump, the Trump Organization, or any of their affiliates. Wow. It has so literally nothing to do with Donald Trump, according to the company itself. Uh, it's uh, it's it, unbelievable. Really amazing. Um, you know, Trump casinos, gone. Uh, are they coming back? Don't think so. Trump the game, gone. Dead. In a year and a half, gone. I had it, by the way. Did you have Trump the yeah, game? I know, that'd be nice to pull out. I, was, I, was I like, don't have it anymore. I mean, it was when I was a kid, I had it, though. Uh, Trump magazine, which you pulled out, except it's not. no, it's not Trump magazine. <laughs> there was an entity called Trump magazine, and it was published every month, and it did go out to people, and it failed after a year. Whatever he showed last night was some... It's called the Jewel of Palm Beach. Yeah, um, Jewel and of it's Palm a brochure Beach. that they use in their hotel. Yes, um, it is published by a separate... <laughs> publisher Jeez. not trump but it's called palm beach media group the jewel of palm beach is the exclusive publication of donald J. trump's spectacular mar-a-lago club so it's a brochure for his rich rich person club highlights the elements to make the club one of a kind from its star-studded events to the extraordinary fashions cuisine and activities that members enjoy the annual mag and the annual magazine is distributed at mar-a-lago and trump international golf club in palm beach so it's not that like you can't it. buy it anywhere, you can't go get it anywhere. It's just a magazine they have laying around the hotel where they make once a year, which is essentially a brochure for the hotel. Except it's a fancy brochure. Obviously, Mar-a-Lago is a mm -hmm. high-end resort, so they spend a little bit more money than the typical brochure oh, you yeah, get and at the probably, Hilton. And there may even be some ads in there from some of the members. Probably, uh, probably. probably purchased ads, you know, the uh, plastic surgeons all have their little pages on there. So Trump magazine completely that, gone. Mm -hmm. You lied about that. Yep. GoTrump.com, which didn't come up. Uh, that was a travel website? Travel website. Gone. That's not, Out of business. No, it's not, that one's not working. You not can't work your travel on tr GoTrump.com. No. What? Wow. Shocking. I know. Uh, Trump, uh, what was the other thing? Um, did we cover Trump Mortgage? Did we cover Trump Mortgage? <laughs> no. Which, by the way, <laughs> does not that exist. That one, out. that one up either. I think that went out in about a year and a half. Mm -hmm. I mean... It, it's just, it's insane that he tries to pull all of this off. And I guess it kind of works because uh, very few media outlets have said anything about it today. Well, I just typed in go, what Trump, go Trump com. Go Trump.com. Yeah. And? <laughs> uh, it works. It does? It takes me to make America great again, Trump for president. Website, okay? <laughs> okay. So it takes me to Donald so it's not, a, it's not exactly. Okay. Not exactly a travel website. <laughs> no. Unless you're traveling to his campaign. Right. <laughs> um, how about uh, there's been an update now to this national article. I guess the campaign has tried to respond to these things. You want to hear this? Yeah, okay. Uh, Corey Lewandowski, the guy who was supposedly yeah. uh, pushing down female reporters yesterday, Trump campaign manager, spoke with Mashable to clarify some of Trump's statements. He did Good. agree that Trump was making it look like some of his shuttered businesses were still operating. What? He didn't agree? Unbelievable. Asked about Trump's stakes, he said Trump had made it clear he doesn't go out and butcher the cow. Um, no one thought he did. Uh, he, no. Ever. He said, we have Trump's stakes right here. The Trump stakes business is not open. He also acknowledged that Trump water is provided by a third party. So he, at least he puts his name on it. He doesn't go out and oh bottle the water gosh. himself. Trump uh, has had many magazines over the years, Lewandowski said, not just the Trump magazine that folded in 2009. Of course, that was the one that was being discussed. Mm -hmm. His magazines are now primarily driven for the members of his clubs. The magazine he now has is distributed among his properties. You can now, uh, you could still get Trump vodka at some Trump clubs, he said. It's predominantly not sold to the public, but is used in his facilities. Again, it's got to be the same sort of situation. Whether right. there's any the evidence labels. of that, it's probably mm -hmm. just a straight lie. But if not, it's a it's the same thing. Or he water. just bought a bunch of it and has it left over. Right. <laughs> Which is highly possible. 
Uh, it's probably likely yeah. that there's still some bottles of Trump vodka Absolutely. left that they didn't sell when the when it went out of yeah, business, and, and they just use them now at the restaurants. Very possible. As for Trump Winery, Lewandowski said that Trump's son Eric does run that business for him, which is, by the way, not true. It's not running it for him. It specifically says so, it has nothing to do with right. Donald Trump or any of his entities. Um, he agreed that Trump Airline carried a significant amount of debt but reiterated that Trump got a great deal when he sold it. Well, yeah, he screwed the American people. He screwed right. he screwed at least some of them. The screwed people the banks. Who defaulted on loans. He defaulted on money. He did um, get a great so deal. So when you get to pay zero on a big loan, then, yeah. yes, you're getting a great deal for yourself. No one's ever uh, argued with the idea that Trump will enrich himself at other people's loss. I mean, right. that is absolutely what he's done in his entire career. Um, uh, he never defaulted on the airline, uh, Lewandowski said, of course. Uh, in parentheses, the airline, however, did default. Uh, Lewandowski repeated <laughs> oh Trump's assertion God. that Trump University had so been... So he just flat out lied. Yes. About that. Yep. Uh, Trump University had been rated as high as an A-plus by the Better Business Bureau. He acknowledged that his current rating is no rating, despite Trump's claim last week that it has an A rating. Um, he did not dispute that the rating had once been a D-minus, but said the ratings fluctuate. Just because you're giving a rating today doesn't mean that it's going to be a rating in perpetuity. By the way, the, it goes into detail in this article telling you exactly what the rating situation was, that it got to a D minus, then went out of business, and because there was no new complaints going back, they removed the D minus because there was no new complaints coming in. But there was no new complaints coming in because the establishment was not operating. It's hard to complain about something that doesn't exist. Mm -hmm. Uh, the Better Business Bureau says that it rose to the uh, from the D minus uh, because the company was winding down its operations and old complaints fell off the charts while new complaints were not received. As I just said, there you go. So again, literally every one of the things that he said was a lie. Everything. Everything. All of those things are blatant lies. And then the spokesman comes on the next day, and he, too, lies blatantly. He either confirms over, that over, they were lies over. or well, continues the lies. I mean, you're not going to become Donald Trump's spokesman unless you're willing to stand up and lie for him. I mean, who Clearly. does that sound like? I mean, it's the current administration yeah. of liars. Yeah, and I would bring this example up from time to time, but it's an interesting one. Uh, when his wife accused him of raping her, this happened. Okay. She said that it was rape. She then modified her uh, statement to say it was only assault. Okay. Donald, mm -hmm. Donald Trump. Later on, she said, well, it was really just rough sex, and I had never seen him like that before. Okay. Well, so whatever, whatever the point is, whatever the, okay. whatever the truth is there, it's somewhere in there. She now, of course, loves him uh, of following a nine-figure, surely, uh, <laughs> amount mm -hmm. of money that she enjoys on a daily basis. Whatever. So the point is not what happened in that incident. The point is what his spokesperson did when that incident came out, which was call up the reporter and tell them that ra you cannot rape your wife. This is in 2015, by the way, not 2000 or 1999 or 1989. 2015 called up the reporter and said it's not legally possible to rape your wife. In other words, your wife has to take it whenever you want it. That was Donald Trump's spokesperson's position in 2015. What happened to that spokesperson? Was he fired immediately after doing that? No, because that is his role. His role is to say anything to benefit Donald Trump. Yep. And he was on television the next day as a spokesperson. Horrific. Also, by the way, almost threatened the life of the reporter. Basically said, I will make your life into a living nightmare. Uh, and uh, the things I'm going to do to you are disgusting. Well, 
Uh, Jeffy, you're probably the best person to illustrate what that would be, but we could go into that off the air. Point being, though, these are terrible people, terrible people yeah. who do anything yep. because Donald Trump continues to fork money over to them and buy their loyalty. But, I mean, you want a guy like that with the power of the presidency who surrounds oh himself God. with these terrible, terrible people. You want that guy in the White House? I mean, that's a risk uh, I am certainly not worth taking. And I don't want my hands on that at all. I don't not want any all. of my fingerprints on that nonsense. I don't care if he's the nominee. I know. Triple eight seven two seven Beck. Uh, more patents too coming up in a second. You know, when you're not prepared, you have to rely on other people, and it's kind of better to be in control of you know feeding yourself and your family. Yeah, you, know, you just go over to somebody's house, and knock on the door, and say, "Hey." You could do that. I'm you could. Of, that's I'm probably food sure. Don't you, you usually kind of just walk in, Jeffy? You don't really knock, do you? Uh, you knock as you're walking in, so I uh, knocked. Uh-huh. Okay. Oh, I mean, okay, so you're kind of, you can justify yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Um, well, uh, you can depend on people like Jeffy, or you can get a four-week emergency food supply and depend on yourself. $99 is all that it will cost. It's 140 servings of food that lasts up to 25 years. Uh, and when you call, ask them about uh, free shipping. So get this, this special. It's pretty incredible. Call 888 right now. Or you can go online and get it there at preparewiththeblaze.com. They're going to limit you to two per caller uh, because Jeffy called one time and it's ordered 50. Jeffy rule. Uh, it's the Jeffy rule. So. <laughs> Again, it's a four-week supply of food for only 99 bucks. Give them a call now, 888-411-5290. They do not, I will say, they do not supply Trump steaks as part of this deal. No. Uh, that's because the business doesn't exist. There are they don't no ship Trump you steaks. any Trump water. They won't ship they you Trump vodka. Nope. None Nobody of that's going it. to happen. No. But you will get 140 servings of quality food for only $99. Go online now, preparewithablaze.com, 888-411-5290. It's my Patriot Supply. Paid non-attorney spokesperson Adam Pulaski of the Pulaski Law Firm with principal office in Houston, Texas, is the attorney responsible for the content of this ad. This ad is not legal advice, and the choice of a lawyer should not be based solely upon advertisement. Services may not be available in all states. Attention Zarelto users. If you or a loved one took Zarelto and suffered a serious bleeding event, you may be entitled to financial compensation. Zorelto is a popular prescription blood thinner used to prevent blood clots and protect patients from strokes. These serious bleeding events have led to numerous cases of hospitalization and even death. Phone lines are open 24-7. Call 800-261-3620. That's 888-727-BECK. It's Pat and Stu. Um, is there any uh, anti-socialism, Bernie Sanders meme going around? What? Yeah, that's wrong. Against I, socialism? Against People socializing socialism. with each other? Is right. there a problem with that? I guess so, Stu. I guess uh, America has gotten to be such a bad place, you can't even socialize anymore. Mm-hmm. Ever heard of social media? <laughs> Let's see the meme, may we? Uh, and there it is. Yeah, it's funny. Uh, Bernie. It's a Bernie sign, and then somebody wrote a thing. Uh, I took half of your sign because you had one. You had one, and I didn't. I'm sure you understand. <laughs> Socialism, great idea until until it shows up in your front yard. That's that good. That is awesome. Yeah, that's good. I like that. I'm a big fan. I am not a fan of vandalism. Right? I do not condone Thank you. Who said it was a vandalism? Thank but you. That was a really good idea right there. We don't know. Uh, we don't know that was vandalism. No, we don't. A p- posed we do photo, not. I would mm-hmm. say, is probably the most likely thing. Yeah. From vandalism. Not, you can't vandalize your own sign. <laughs> it's 
That's correct. Um, it's not your own sign. It's when, Bernie Sanders' sign. When have you ever in your entire life been concerned <laughs> with someone committing a crime? <laughs> not once. Not, yeah. not once. I don't think so. Uh, uh, Debbie Wasserman Schultz yesterday dismissed <laughs> the idea that Hillary Clinton faces a possible indictment. I love that. She's yes. Trump-esque, though. I mean, she, yes, she, she has she the is. ability to say anything. With, yes. You know, I, she's actually more convincing than Trump. Trump is, is worse at lying than Debbie Wasserman Schultz is. Like, Trump will say anything no matter what the truth is. So will Debbie Wasserman Schultz. Debbie Wasserman Schultz is more of a power-through-it sort of girl, where Trump I, is is just, he's bumbling all the time, so it's not mm -hmm. quite as convincing. Uh, but uh, let's watch uh, Debbie's latest attempt. We, we need to make sure that the Republicans at their next debate put a parental advisory warning on the screen before no, it no. starts, because... They certainly aren't talking about the issues that are important to the American people. You, you and they're know, being pretty what? vulgar in the process. Line, you, know, you know what the response to that on the other side is, which is, yes, it's gotten a little vulgar on the GOP side, but no one's facing the threat of indictment. Mm. There's Good no point. one th facing the threat of indictment on our side either, Megan. They're, they're, what? There's an open DOJ and FBI focus. investigation into Mrs. Clinton right now. Right. right. Let's not be melodramatic. We, we How have is that melodramatic? Those are the facts. Who, <laughs> Well, <laughs> predicting that there's someone who fa is facing indictment is definitely There was no prediction. There was, there was a statement that someone, that there's no one on the GOP side who's under threat of indictment. That's what the Republicans say on this. No, no. Instead, you have the Republican Party who is being led right now by their front runner, who has a multi-bankrupted, you know, absolutely outrageous, ridiculous position. Yes. This is a guy who has been alienating and being, has become a uh, whirling dervish of whirling extremism. Dervish of extremism. Wow, terrible. That wasn't very good. That was really bad. No, really you, bad. you said well, she powered through. She didn't really power through she that. She tried to power through it, but Megyn Kelly is too good. Well, yeah. but, but right now, you have a person who's a whirling dervish <laughs> like that. Whirling Remember dervish? the, is it, the is it, is Tasmanian it, <laughs> devil that used to turn around really fast. Is she like doing a, is she in the ABA? Like, are they using the red, white, and blue ball as she's doing with the whirling dervish? What year is <laughs> That's it? That's a good lie. Oh, the whirling, whirling dervish. dervish. Whirling dervish you know, that is like, extremism. You don't, you don't hear that very often. No, you, you don't. definitely don't. You don't. Uh, no, that was really bad. She, really uh, bad. And, and I liked uh, Meg, uh, Megan Kelly there because she, she's, every time she tries to just, you know, Wasserman Schultz just tries to put, portray the, the comment as if it was you know, not how it was made. She just tries, she goes, oh, well, uh, look, uh, look, if you want to say uh, that uh, there's someone who you're going to predict that they're going to be indicted. Actually, no, they, no one said they were going to predict it. She kept calling her out on all of her little lies. That's one lies. thing that, that throws yeah. Debbie off. Now, she's yeah. usually got those interviews where they will stop. They'll stop and let her go. Let right. her go. Um, Megan right. Kelly, just as a prosecutor, kind of just kept interrupting her. It's like, no, Deb, that's not what it said at all. This has nothing to do with the content of that interview. But I will say, Megan Kelly is one of these um, very rare people who really seems to be improving appearance-wise with age. She's always been pretty, obviously. Some she, like, looks, she looks like she's like a princess. I know. I, it's, I, like, I don't know what they're doing. She seems to, I don't know, upgraded. like To struggle some of us have, Stu. <laughs> I mean, you know what I'm saying. No. I, it's a struggle. I mean, no. I don't like to talk about it. Mm. Well, but yeah, because it would be have. stupid for you to talk about it. <laughs> Megan Kelly can talk about it. You? No. Not so much. Not so much. No. I mean, you do, I will say, as you get older. You, you it's a struggle. You do change things that look... 
Do we, can we, is there any way we can like make Jeffy pretty? Oh, there we go. Nah, that's, now you do look better. Perfect. You are improving with age. <laughs> uh, yeah, wow. you are older than when we... Oh, no. Oh, boy. Oh, golly. Mm. Thank you for changing that shot, because then we would have seen Jeffy's face. <laughs> <laughs> but you are, I mean, I will say, you are fashion. Uh, there, there is no doubt about that. Uh, but, I mean, that's what I mean. Like, she looks like she's, like, wa- every night on that show looks like she's walking the Oscars red carpet. <laughs> I, I mean, look at that. Look at I know. that. Do we have, we have a picture? Yeah. I mean, look at that. Look at that. It's, it's unbelievable. So like, I feel like I every day they spend, I mean, she's, a pre- she's pretty anyway. She's always been pretty. Yeah. But, I mean, she just looks like, I, know. I don't know, like. I don't know how to describe it. It's like she they put it's like her in, it's like wine. so elegant. Yeah, like there's something about what they're doing. Whatever they're doing is it's working. I don't Have know that they are doing anything. Side stew. <laughs> yes, I've been sending I've been I've been circling pictures of her face and writing creepy notes and sharpies. <laughs> just saying, just sending it to At her. least we've learned something handy from Donald Trump. Yeah. You know? Uh-huh. Right. <laughs> now, Jeffy, you usually cut letters out of magazines and send them to women that you're uh, interested in. That's a little bit different. Yeah, sometimes it might work. Yeah. Triple eight seven two seven back. More patents too is coming up. Momentary. Uh, all right. Uh, <laughs> it's a little. I mean, talking about Jeffy's a good time, I guess, to talk about ZipRecruiter because usually when you see Jeffy, you're like, why don't they just fire that guy? Why don't they just move on and get somebody good? Um, and, you know, it's true. A company is only as good as its people. It really is true. And the Blaze uses ZipRecruiter. You just wouldn't know it with Jeffy. Our good employees have come through ZipRecruiter. And ZipRecruiter is a great company that makes your business easier for you to run. You can find qualified candidates in a fraction of the time that it usually takes. It's a tough process, especially if you have a small business. You might have been gone through a period where you need to hire people. That means you're short-staffed. Everyone's already doing extra work. You don't have time to go on 100-plus job sites and post different uh, uh, you know, play, at different places to try to get people to, to apply to your job and send resumes. ZipRecruiter does all that work for you. They, you will instantly be matched for candidates with over 6 million resumes. Watch brand-new candidates roll into ZipRecruiter's easy-to-use interface within 24 hours. They'll help you sort through them. They make the whole process really easy. And it's been used by over 400,000 businesses, including the one you're watching right now. Today, you can try ZipRecruiter for free. Go to ZipRecruiter.com blaze. That's ZipRecruiter.com blaze. It's free. Go there now. ZipRecruiter.com blaze. Triple eight seven two seven B E C K B E C K. Big story for Jeffy uh, breaking today. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Sad. The Zika virus. Thing? Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's uh, more common than thought for sexual transmission. Oh boy, I mean, it's a little frightening. Uh, oh boy. How many times do you have it so far? <laughs> it's a little frightening. I'm a little scared to get tested, so I haven't been tested. Oh, okay. Yet, so, well, I mean, is it? Is so there any- no, Stu. I'm not aware that I have Zika. You have a very delicate balance going on. Okay. I know. There is a civil war of diseases inside of your body. You can't have one of them win. You have to have a stalemate or you're going to die. I know, but if you add one every now and then, it builds up a little. I'm just worried a little bit whenever... stronger. <laughs> All right. right now, I mean, you know it... this better than I do. I mean, like, you're the man when it comes to internal civil wars of diseases. So right now, the syphilis and the gonorrhea are at war with one another. Right. And... Also against the herpes. Oh, here right? comes the chlamydia. And here comes chlamydia. Uh, yeah. And then you introduce Zika into that mix. Yep. Mm-hmm. Who knows what could happen? Right. 
Well, Are you worried at all? No. No. You all feel right. like you can deal with it. No, <laughs> at this point, you can pretty much deal with any of the new ones. Yes. What are they, they going to kill inside, right? I mean, like, it's, right. everything's dead. Certainly your soul is dead. Plus, I mean, what, what Zika hurt? What? Pregnant? Pregnant chicks? <laughs> Who cares? That's a good point. Uh, that's a beautiful I'm not, I'm not concerned nice about that. People say there's a war on women going on in this country, and there's not. It's just right over there. <laughs> that was beautiful. Thank you, Jeffy. Um, but this is a serious thing uh, that's going it's on. Sure not Jeffy's problem. That's not serious. But uh, the uh, Zika virus, uh, World Health Organization saying that they didn't really realize it was sexually transmitted in, until the United States, really. Yeah, right? the first one was here in Dallas, yeah. in the Dallas Metroplex. It was where? Here in Dallas. Where you live. That's correct. Huh. <laughs> It's interesting. Uh, after a meeting of its emergency committee on Tuesday, a U.N. health agency also said there's increasing evidence that a spike in disturbing birth defects and neurological problems caused by Zika, mostly spread by mosquito bites, but it is more common uh, sexually spread uh, than they really realized, mm. uh, which is, you know, these, these new things are always a little scary. Yeah. A little scary. Do you think this is going to be the type of thing that's going to wipe out all of humanity and start a zombie revolution? Is that the type of, is this the type of thing well that leads be. to The Walking Dead? Yes, it could. Yes, indeed, it, sure it could. could be. And virtually all of humanity dying. Somebody just did a study, right? They just, somebody did the math. I don't know if I call it a study. Uh, yeah, it wasn't really a study. <laughs> they, they did the math on it's this. A, the, the finally, a peer-reviewed journal, uh, zombie, <laughs> zombie uh, studies. Uh, they, they became interested because if you watch The Walking Dead, uh, you know, you start seriously considering zombie apocalypses. Yeah, you do. And what exactly you do in the eventuality that one occurred, somebody became interested in how many humans were still alive in the world of The Walking Dead. And it's kind of interesting because uh, Matt Lieberman supposedly figured out how many humans are still alive in the world in the show's universe. The answer? How many would you guess? If you hadn't seen the story. Yeah, okay, we blew it. There it is. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for the suspense. That was, that was a good buildup. Uh, 382,885 people are left across the world. Yeah, well... So how many would you guess, Jeffy? I would have probably. I, I would have been more than that. Oh, really? I would have been more than that. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't watch. The I would have guessed so. a lot more than that. Yeah. Because they're running into they're running into living humans all the time. Yeah. All the time. Uh, I mean, but and you're talking, a, this was worldwide. There's clearly a lot more dead people than there are living, but still, I would have thought millions. Yeah. Wouldn't at you? Least, yeah, I would have. I mean, worldwide. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But three hundred eighty-two thousand eight hundred eighty-five. Uh, yeah, and as they point out here, after all, we're seeing new humans seemingly every week on the show. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, I guess a show just about hordes of walkers roaming around looking for food wouldn't be that exciting. To reach this number, Lieberman first started looking at context clues in the show's prequel, Fear the Walking Dead. Uh, for example, technology used by the characters, iPads, whatever. And also the fact that the Los Angeles-based characters were wearing winter clothes, the lack of holiday decor around, allowed uh, Lieberman to conclude that the time of the outbreak, when it first occurred, sometime around 2012, even though Walking Dead premiered in 2010, so I don't know how that's possible. Then he takes none the... Of this is, you do realize none of it is possible? I do. <laughs> okay. Well, what, sure. what are you talking about, none of it is possible? Uh, he just did it. He's showing his math here. Thank you. Uh, then he takes the total global population, 7 billion, and considers the fact that the creator of The Walking Dead stated in graphic novels, 
Walkers outnumber non-infected humans by a ratio of 5,000 to 1. So that means around wow. 1.4 million people were still alive and uninfected by the time of the outbreak uh, worldwide. Then he takes the number of characters we've met, 347, and the number of deaths we've seen, 252. Oh. Is that among, that must be just people because they've killed right. a lot more than that as far as zombies, right? Yeah. Um, and uses that to conclude almost three quarters of the Earth's population has perished since the beginning of the outbreak, which leaves only 382,885 people still living. <laughs> it's an interesting, interesting attempt. So are yeah, you watching Fear the Walking Dead? Uh, we did watch it. Yeah, we did. It's in hiatus right now, or yeah, it's coming back. Whatever, you know, first of April, I think. So it's going. See, the prequel and the the real one are going on at the same time. Yeah, they are. Well, well, not right now, but they will be in April, but like, right? When well, I, when well, walking is. Uh, I don't know how much how much they cross though, because walking's only got like three left. I think. I'm not saying though, like left. the exact same week you'd watch the same episodes, but like they're airing, like one's airing or the other one's airing, right? Like correct. That's that's interesting because yeah, it, it would be hard to keep track of. I would feel. Well, I frankly I I don't like Fear the Walking Dead Fear, that much. Yeah, the the ratings actually started out really high up, obviously because yeah. of yeah. Walking, but it went down almost every week. They didn't um, do as good a no, job. They did not. Although my daughter's really really my really? oldest my oldest daughter loves it even more than the Walking Dead. Yeah, no, like really? No, is your oldest daughter suffering from anything? Or? No, she's okay. not. Zika. She's not. <laughs> Uh, no, I, that surprises me. That's the first person I've heard say yeah, that. Yeah, me too. Me too, because I, I find it vastly inferior. Yes. I, I find the storytelling nowhere near as good, and the character development just wasn't good. See, a lot of people think Walking Dead is a zombie show. It's not. It's about relationships. <laughs> it's about... It's about relationships? It's about yes. what these people have gone through and what they've become to survive. It's fascinating. Yes, it's their fascinating. struggle. And it's... Uh, the fear did not do that. No. Fear, and in fact, a couple of the characters... They that started out they with a group of started. people you don't care about, and they made them so icky that you still don't care about yeah. them. Is that partly, though, because you're also in the middle of a whole other group of people? Might be, yeah. Like, I, Maybe. You know, because one of the things... You might only watch re- it and think, that's great. Yeah. Well, you know, true, it might, this know. might be something that I wait for both of them to end and watch them in reverse order. Like, start with Fear the Walking Dead, mm-hmm. then jump into The Walking Dead. Kind of like a Star Wars yeah, prequel, like prequel into the situation. regular ones, yeah. Because like right now, I, I have the same sort of situation going on with uh, Breaking Bad and now Better Call Saul, which is a prequel series of mm-hmm. Breaking Bad. And essentially what it is, is the, the lawyer from Breaking Bad, Saul Goodman, it's essentially him Breaking Bad. Like he starts off at the beginning seemingly like a nice guy and he seems to be getting worse and worse. It's really the same process going on, but I don't think I could watch both of those series at the same time. It would be like odd to go back and forth in between them. Like it's one thing to have you know the whole storyline of Breaking Bad, and then you go back and you kind of see what happened. How did this start? Mm-hmm. But you're kind of like you don't know the whole series of of Walking Dead, and you're kind of going back. No, but and- we 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 all jumped into fear because it was the beginning of the apocalypse, mm-hmm. the beginning of. So of dead. did Fear the Walking Dead start and everything was fine? Yes, the very mm-hmm. beginning of the outbreak. I think and in the beginning, yeah, they were just starting to hear reports of weird things happening and a lot of people dying, right? Isn't that kind of yeah. where it picked up? And yeah. So they didn't know what was going on, and life was going on as, as usual with these reports. 
as you would, you know, right. actually get them if something like that started. Because that's always a fa- like, what, like movie like Outbreak or what was the one that uh, more recent with Gwyneth Paltrow? Where yeah, we, we made fun of that one before. Where she was such a slut. Oh, yeah. Contagion. Oh man. Contagion. But like the, the beginning when you don't know what's coming and it's like you're trying like it's normal life. And you're trying to deal with this ridiculous situation. To me, is that is the most interesting part of those series. Like at some point, it gets to that part where it's degenerated so much you don't recognize society. Like like Mad Max, for example. Uh, did you watch that yes. Mad Max uh, Fury Road or whatever? I haven't yeah. watched it yet, and I have I've had it on my DVR for months. And I keep thinking to myself, this has got a 98 on Rotten Tomatoes. It's, it was up for every award. Every time I look at it, I'm just like, I, there's no way I'm going to like this movie. Mm-hmm. It just does not look interesting to me at all. Mm-hmm. Um, because, I don't know, it's so separate and different from, like, I, it can't relate to it at all. It's just some apocalyptic landscape that seems so foreign that I don't know that I'd get anything out of it. Well, the dead walks you into it, though, because in the begin, you know, from the beginning, and it, you build up the that you the relationships with the people in the show. Whereas fear, there were only a couple of people in, at the beginning of fear that you felt like, okay, well, those are going to be that's going to be a fascinating person to follow. Dead. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I guess we don't, we're not going to follow him, huh? Right, right. <laughs> um, is it true that the prequel to Fear the Walking Dead starts with Donald Trump being inaugurated? <laughs> is, that, <laughs> is that accurate? Uh, by the way, we should promote while we're here. Uh, mm-hmm. Jeffy does a podcast about The Walking Dead, what, once, whenever you feel like it? Once a week? Once yeah, whenever, whenever I get around to it, Monday afternoons. Uh, talking Walking Dead. Yeah, talking yeah. Walking Dead, yeah. yeah. So if you're, if you're a big fan of Walking totally. Dead, which I know there are a lot of people who, who are, because it's, mm-hmm. you know, you're talking about the biggest show on television. Has Pat been a guest yet? He's, he's no, a, he has not. Not yet. No, no he has why, not. Why not? You, you just don't like I've him? I've never or? been invited. So well, have never, been, never invited. been invited. Well, one of the problems that Pat has is that he doesn't watch it until... I don't watch it on Sundays. Oh, you don't watch <laughs> that? This is the one principle I've hung on to in regard to this show. <laughs> All right, more patents too coming up in a sec. <laughs> wow. Kate wait till like midnight, watch it midnight. Um, I could. You're always up at like four in the morning yeah, I anyway. Could. I could do that. that. Could do that. <laughs> Point out, by the way, we have Better Call Saul shirts. I didn't even think of oh. that. And oh, it's yeah. not Better Call Saul. It's Gotta Call Saul Alinsky, uh, the Donald Trump shirt that we've uh, created. You can go to patentstew.com. Uh, you know, show that up to the camera that's actually looking at you. It would be great, Jeffy. Uh, thank you. There it is. Gotta Call Saul. Uh, now you can show it to the one you were trying to. No, uh, there it is. Uh, uh, okay. There uh, it is. And there it is. It's a Donald Trump uh, T-shirt darker available only shot, at patentstew.com or patandstew.com. Yay! So check it out. Sorry, uh, here's something kind of cool. Uh, a um, new j- a paper in a prestigious journal has proven the 15-year hiatus. Mm. They say 15. I think it's been 18 or more. Uh, the 15-year hiatus in global warming, and it's being completely ignored. Have you heard anything about this? Yeah, actually, I uh, saw this yesterday um, and uh, and sent it in. Uh, I thought it's pretty interesting because the point the author makes is he, this is the guy who actually he's a scientist, just first the first person who discovered uh, the uh, hiatus, and uh, and people were like, okay, the hiatus is there, shows the data, and then all of a sudden some data was kind of uh, altered, and they right. said, oh, it looks like wow, we found out it's not really there. Um, 
And so the media, of course, ran with that and said, oh, by the way, there was no hiatus this whole time. We were wrong. Oh, no. Now a new paper has come out and said, oh, yeah, by the way, there was a hiatus. Uh, this is a peer-reviewed paper. All the things that they would say they, they, you know, that, uh, <clears throat> that you need to be legitimate are actually happening here. Um, and they're just ignoring it now. So they take the when, – when there was one paper out of a bunch that said there was no hiatus, that's the one they count on. I mean, it, this happens over and over and over again. Um, and it's really frustrating. Wow. You know, they call it last paper. Uh, I can't remember. It's, if it's, you have the article there, it's, it, it's in there. But it's, there's some, like, bias towards whatever we hear most recently. Okay, right. Um, which makes sense. I mean, it does do make that. sense. You know, it happens all the time with, like, is salt good or bad for you? You know what I mean? Like, there's constantly an update to that, and everyone thinks, oh, well, whatever the last one is is right. That's not the way science is supposed to work. The way science is supposed to work is people are constantly looking for answers. They're constantly examining the same thing over and over and over again to try to advance their understanding of it. That's supposed to be the way it works. It just doesn't seem to happen with the media. It's a pretty long article, but he, he says in 2007, I pointed out that it was curious that in recent years the global annual average temperature had not increased at a time when greenhouse gases were increasing rapidly and when the media was full of claims that Earth's temperature was getting higher and higher. I proposed no explanation, but said that it was curious observation. It would probably change in the near future. I was lambasted or lambasted for being a denier and a liar. Yet the following years, the global temperature did not increase. <laughs> um, some vocal scientists spent more time saying it, it was wrong than actually looking at the data while many in the media portrayed the phenomenon as a desperate weapon used by skeptics to undermine climate science, real scientists took notice and began to study the warming pause. Uh, it was not long before it was discussed at conferences and in scientific journals. Something was clearly different about the nature of global temperature change since 97 than it had been in the previous two decades. It was not only slower, but was not increasing at all for many years. Uh, indeed, it was said in the prestigious scientific journal Nature that the pause or hiatus is the biggest problem in climate science. I mean, you know, so then every problem. If, if you care about the Earth and you say that warming is bad, wouldn't this be a positive discovery? Wouldn't you be excited about it? Yeah. Hey, maybe this isn't as bad as we thought. No, because they're so invested in it. They're so they put all their yeah. reputations are on the line. All the grants are on the line. All the money's on the line. And they're so invested in believing this that when there's something that disproves it, they, all they can do is yell flat earther. Right. right. And that's what they do. Because, because this isn't about the truth. It's about the agenda. Mm -hmm. And the agenda is to bring about uh, whatever communist agenda they have uh, in the form of this global warming. Because global warming is the new communism. I, and I think that that's that, uh, I think a, that's really part of it. Yes. I think that is it with uh, a lot of the politicians. I think scientists aren't necessarily doing it for those reasons, though I think a lot of them have no, invested themselves. They so are thoroughly. backed up against yeah. the wall now because yeah. they've been pushing yeah. this for so long. They push it for so long. And to get their funding, to get, uh, and I don't mean it in a selfish way. Some of them, I think, really believe it and they wanted more funding to study it. But to get that, you don't get studies by, you don't get any money by saying, you know what, actually, it's really not warming. No one, no one wants to do that. Companies that have funded research that could come up with those conclusions are destroyed because they are seen as climate deniers. I mean, freaking ExxonMobil has a climate department that's trying to prove climate change. They had a, an issue mm -hmm. years and years and years ago where they would donate to free market think tanks who would come out with papers about global warming and say that it wasn't as bad as people thought, and they were destroyed by the media and called, you know, that they were financing fear or financing uh, uh, denial over and over again. 
But this paper shows yet again that it does seem like there was a real hiatus and is. Um, you know, there's some evidence that, you know, that we've had a month that was as high uh, as 1998, which is when the hiatus started um, recently. Uh, we'll see if that holds or not. Um, you know, they, A, adjust these things all the time, but B, every time we've seen temperatures approach that level, they've fallen back down for whatever reason. Um, so, you know, we've not seen any warning since 1998. Well, and the reason is because the temperature on the Earth changes from time to time. <laughs> it goes up, it goes back down. Uh, then it goes wow. up for a while, to this? and it comes back down. Look well, at this denial over here. And then it goes back up again. Oh, my gosh. And then it because comes of, down. Because of people. Sometimes it stays the same for a while, and then it goes either up or down. Well, but sometimes it, it stays the, the, the down same side up. Um, and down to the same side up. Beck is the phone number. Welcome to the Pat and Stu show. Donald Trump, uh, he's been making some news. Have you noticed this? He's no. been in the news. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Uh, he's been Weird. occasionally coming up in, in news coverage. Why haven't I been made aware of this? <laughs> I don't know. You know, I don't know the answer. Kind of pissed off about it. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Well, let me tell you a little bit of the background. All right. One of the things people are criticizing uh, Donald Trump on, as if any of his policies made any difference to the people voting for him, is... Eminent domain. Eminent domain, of course, is a bizarre idea in which the government would just take people's stuff that they own. What? Because they I, okay, stuff so you it. don't want any hospitals, you don't want roads, and you don't want bridges. No, let me just... Uh, <laughs> okay. Let me just... Uh, first of all, people don't <laughs> okay. live over the river, typically, right. so the bridge thing is uh -huh. usually not a big deal. All right. What about hospitals roads can be and built hospitals? Almost anywhere. Uh, no, yeah, no you, don't, you don't need to take no, people's property can't. to build build a hospital ever. Where am I going to say ever? What if uh, I want a limousine parking lot? Yeah, Where am I going to put it? Now we're getting to the real stuff. Where am I going to put it? Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> Smart guy. So Trump got hit for this because he wanted to knock down an old lady's house mm -hmm. uh, to build a limousine parking lot for his casinos, uh, and of course used government levers of power to try to make that happen because she would not sell to him. She, he tried to sweet-talk her at first, then overpay for it, then get mean with her and threaten, then go to the government, the typical four steps of Donald Trump's uh, business plan. Um, but what, this really kind of became an issue because he was involved in that. And then there was another issue with, in New London, Connecticut, uh, which is a short uh, distance from where I grew up, uh, where we would go to the mall when I was a little kid. We would go to New London. And New London ha is, you know, it has some areas of shopping and stuff, but there's some areas where they're, they wanted some more economic development. And uh, this is kind of where we join uh, this particular story. The Kelo case. Supreme Court took it in uh, and had one of, I believe, the worst rulings in the history of the Supreme Court, uh, ruling in favor of, uh, of this, the city trying to steal these people's land. Talk to an author uh, who wrote a book about this to kind of like look into the, the, the back history 
of uh, of this case and get into some of the details. This is uh, this show is going to be airing uh, this Friday night on the wonderful World of Stew. Thought we'd give you a little preview right here. Uh, check it out. Eminent Domain and the song Eminence Front by The Whom are very similar. They both sound a lot alike. They're both things that should never have really happened. Sorry, Pete Townsend. Hate to break it to you. But unlike those aging rock stars, Eminent Domain has suddenly been thrust back into the limelight because of the presidential debate. Here to tell us what we should learn from the Supreme Court decision in one of the most famous Eminent Domain cases of all time is the author of The Grasping Hand, Kilo versus the City of New London, and the limits of eminent domain, Ilya Soman. Ilya, thanks so much for coming on. Thank you very much for having me. Mm. Fascinating story. I mean, it's one of the most amazing stories. I'm from Connecticut. I've walked on the property uh, after this all happened. You know, it's it's an embarrassing thing now that it's just this empty field. Can you kind of walk people through the story that don't know it? Sure. This case originated in the city of New London in the late 90s. Uh, the city wasn't doing very well economically, and the authorities wanted to revitalize it in various ways. And they hit upon a project whereby they would build a bunch of office facilities and hotels in conjunction with the Pfizer Corporation, a pharmaceutical manufacturer, build a headquarters nearby. And to do it, they needed to acquire some 90 different properties. Uh, and they used eminent domain main condemnation to take over those ones where the owners refused to sell. That turned out to be about 15 residential properties. Uh, and the owners decided to actually fight the condemnation in court. They said that the taking violated the Constitution uh, because it was not for a public use, as the Fifth Amendment requires. The land was just going to be transferred to a private developer rather than used for any kind of public project. Uh, however, after much litigation in both states, and federal courts, the Supreme Court decided in a very close five to four decision that a public use is almost anything that might potentially benefit the public in some way. The government doesn't even have to prove. They said that the supposed benefit, in this case, economic development, will ever actually materialize. Uh, and indeed, as you mentioned, in this case, it never did materialize. And to this day, 10 years later, uh, the property that was condemned is almost completely empty. Uh, the only ones who use it regularly are a colony of feral cats. So they are so far the main beneficiaries of, the, of this particular taking. <laughs> so Suzette Kilo, um, Kilo is the, the kind of the, the banner, you know, the, 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 the name that everyone knows from this case. And she had a little pink house. And, and this kind of boils down to a very fundamental thing in America where you are able to, you know, go through the American dream. You, you get your house. You, you actually have ownership of something, private property. And this case challenged really, I think, the fun, one of the foundational aspects of the United States where when you get to that level, you should be able to keep your things and not worry that someone who thinks they could bring in a few extra tax dollars might take it away from you. Yes, I agree with you. When this case came up to the Supreme Court later when it was decided, a lot of legal experts said, well, there's really nothing to see here. The Supreme Court already decided in the 1950s that a public use can be almost anything that the government says it is. But to people who are not legal experts, I think this case was shocking in many ways. Uh, it came as a very painful surprise because they had no idea that this kind of thing could happen, even though to legal experts, it seemed like it was old hat. Mm. Fifth Amendment taking, takings clause uh, says, nor shall private property be taken for public use without just compensation. So, you know, I guess this is they're out there. How, can you explain how that applies here? 
Sure. So what this says is that if the government wants to take your property, they have to meet two requirements. One is they have to pay you just compensation. And the other is the purpose for which they take it has to be a public use. And early on, throughout much of American history, the dominant view, although it was contested, the dominant view was that a public use meant that there had to be some publicly owned project like a road or a bridge, for example, mm -hmm. or if there was going to be a private owner, it had to be one that had a legal obligation to serve the entire public, such as, for example, a public utility. It, what did the founders actually want with this clause? Because this I, I can't imagine with the way these guys wrote and what they believe that this has anything remotely close to uh, what they intended with the with the takings clause. So it's complicated because not a lot of thought was given to the takings clause at the time of the founding, because at the time of the founding, the Bill of Rights in general applied only against the federal government. And people at the time didn't even think that the federal government had the power of eminent domain, except in federal territories or in the District of Columbia. So the clause was really put in there primarily just because James Madison, who wrote it, wanted it to be there. And other people said, OK, you can have it if you want. But most likely, Madison and other people who thought about this issue at the time, uh, they believed that the public use concept should be interpreted narrowly to include public projects or if it's going to be a private owner, one that has a legal obligation to serve the public. Many originalists now believe that when public use and other parts of the Bill of Rights are applied to state governments, what we should look at is not just what was understood in 1791, but also in 1868, when the 14th Amendment first made the Bill of Rights applicable against state governments. Uh, and at that time, we have a lot more evidence about how people understood the concept of public use. And while there was some disagreement, most of them did endorse this much narrower approach, which provides more protection for property Right. Mm. Um, and I will say a lot of times uh, nowadays people will ignore the founders if they think that, uh, you know, it's a good decision. I, people are disconnected from the Constitution in many ways, I think. Um, but the, the, the public really responded to this, I believe, the correct way when, I mean, you know, they opposed it overwhelmingly and state after state after state took action to make sure this couldn't happen uh, anywhere else. In many ways, the reaction to this case was unprecedented. Polls showed that over 80 percent of the public disapproved of the result. Uh, and this was so across ideological lines. This is a rare case where Rush Limbaugh, the NAACP and even Bernie Sanders were all on the same side. Mm. And five states passed new eminent domain reform laws as a result, which is a record. No other Supreme Court decision has generated so much legislation and reaction. And I think, as I describe in the book, there has been very important progress in many states, but not quite as much uh, as we might think, because in a lot of states, what happened is they put forward reforms that pretended to address this problem, but in reality were mostly cosmetic and still let the government do the same sorts of takings as before, just under different labels. Mm. Yeah, you know, every presidential election, uh, one of the standard questions for the candidates is always, what is the worst Supreme Court decision you can remember? And there's a few standard answers to that. To me, this one always rises to the top. It's the one that, I mean, as you said, 80% of people uh, disagree with. Yet here we are uh, in 2015, looking at the 2016 election, and one of the front runners, a guy who's at least been front runner for a, a, a good portion of this, is a guy who not only 
uh, doesn't oppose this, but uh, actively and happily endorses the Kelo decision, has praised it, Donald Trump, and has used it to build a large part of his fortune. Um, how, what is that disconnect there? Do you have any idea as you kind of see this, being an expert on this, on this particular case and then seeing this sort of develop? It's kind of amazing. Well, Donald Trump is the kind of person who benefits from these sorts of takings. As he has said himself, he is a very well politically connected sort of developer. He's in close cahoots with local and state governments in many places. So at least twice in his career, he was actually able to get the government to condemn some property, including once from an uh, elderly widow, to try to give it to him for various projects. Uh, in the case with the widow, it was for a parking lot, I believe, for one of his casinos. Uh, and so he benefits from these sorts of projects. And so it's natural for him to believe that this is a good idea. And I will give him credit on one point. This is one issue that he's actually been consistent on for many years, opposed to many others where he's sort of flip-flopped depending on what is politically convenient. Here, he's been consistent for a long time that, in his view, people like him uh, should be able to lobby local and state governments to condemn private property to give to them for their projects. Yes, he said uh, ugly buildings should be replaced with big fancy buildings that he wants to build. Shockingly, it also happens to benefit him financially. Uh, thank you so much, Ilya Somin, for coming on the program. Uh, and uh, the book is called The Grasping Hand, Kilo versus the City of New London, The Limits of Eminent Domain. Ilya, thanks thank so much you very for much for having me. Thank you. He was, uh, he was really interesting there. I liked that. I liked yeah. him. Triple eight seven two seven Beck. There's some good information about uh, eminent domain. And, you know, you're right that people seemed up in arms when Kilo was going on. Uh, but now we're fine with it. Yeah, All of a sudden, yeah. they don't give a rat's anus about it. And uh, you got a, the lead candidate in the Republican Party right now who thinks it's wonderful. Uh, what is the matter with America? What? <laughs> it's really strange. There's, so, there's such little that we all agree on i know you know and here this this particular thing is something that we all agree on i mean you know yeah. i don't know if any other case in history where uh the supreme court ruled one way and then basically every single state overruled it i mean I, it basically yeah. made the ruling defunct because they everyone yes. went in and put things in their own constitutions that made it not possible to be used um, it's kind of interesting. And because if there's one thing, uh, unless you're a communist living in America, there's one thing we all agree on, I think, and that's private property rights. We all think we should be able to own land if we can, if we can afford it, if we have purchased it. Then, by gosh, it's ours. That's America. Right? That's, that's the a, United that States, right? That's your castle. America. Now, Marxism claims the opposite, but we never have. Right. No. This, this we we came land. here to get away from that. Yeah. That was the point. Right. We want our own castles. Right. And so it didn't matter if you're Republican, if you're Democrat, if you're with the ACLU, if you're Rush Limbaugh, like you guys were talking about. Uh, there were some strange bedfellows who agreed on that Kilo case. And now, all of a sudden... It doesn't make it. That's no never mind. That makes no never mind to us. We don't care about that. Well, and, and uh, it's such a it's a weird one because, as, as I said, you have this big eminent domain case. It's it, they rule to me the completely wrong way. Donald Trump agrees with it, but they go the wrong way. But then every state comes in and basically passes things in their own laws or constitution that makes it so the state can't do it anyway. Yep. Um, so, in a lot of ways, this rule has been largely neutralized. This ruling. 
Um, so it's no longer a big issue. And I've had P Trump supporters say to me before, look, I mean, I, I don't like the eminent domain thing either, but it's a small issue and I care more about immigration. It's a bigger issue. And that may very well be true. I mean, it, it is a bigger issue, certainly in, as far as the scale goes. Mm -hmm. um, but the point here is you can't predict every issue that a, that a president is going to have to deal with. Knowing where Donald Trump stands, if you could ever figure it out, on issues of the day is important, but is not the entire picture. At some point during a theoretical Donald Trump presidency, there would be some issue we've never discussed before that would come up. And what you would be relying on is Donald Trump going through his thought process. What are his principles? What are the things he really cares about? What are the way he thinks about things? It goes to his core. It goes to his core. And th what he thinks is mm -hmm. the government should be the one managing your private property yep. if they really want it. Yep. Um, you know, I talked about this yesterday on radio with federal property uh, in, uh, in the right. West, where, you know, he's asked out of kind of out of nowhere, hey, you know, what do you think about the federal property, federal government owning all this property out West? I mean, what is the deal with that? What do you think? And he said, uh, would, you, would you give it back to the states? And he said, no, I would not, because if you give it to the states, who knows what they'll do with it? They might even sell it. So That's his go-to answer. His go-to answer, his first instinct is to say the worst thing that could happen mm. is that a private owner could get their hands on this property. The, we, so we have to keep it in the federal government because we can't even trust the states. And if the states get it, they might even give it to a person. <laughs> this is, he is the exact opposite mm. of what you would want in a guy managing a situation like this. Um, he will do whatever he wants, and he will use the government and any, any lever of power he can to force you into doing it. One of the um, uh, sort of historical precedents, I think, for Trump is, and there are very few of them because he's obviously sort of bizarre in American history, but look what FDR did with the courts. He put in all of these things that were all ruled unconstitutional. It pissed him off, so he started stacking the courts. Um, and that, you can see Trump going down those same roads. I'll do whatever I want. If it gets ruled unconstitutional three years from now, who cares? We've already started the program. It's going to be difficult to unwind. And if you can't unwind it, I'll start stacking the court. I'll figure out whatever I can do to get people off of the court, get new people that I want on, and we'll make, it, uh, we'll make everything okay. Uh, you know, in the end, that is not a positive direction for America. It didn't work well with FDR, and it would not work well with Trump. At least FDR had an ideology to follow, which was yeah. different than Trump, because Trump's a lot more unpredictable, I think. Triple eight seven two seven Beck. More patents too coming up in a minute. So uh, over uh, the holidays, there may have been a, a tad too much eating going on for me. Uh, just I mean, you may have noticed that I now take up three cameras every time uh, I speak. It's a little bit uncomfortable. Um, and then of course after that was the Super Bowl. And you know what are you going to do? You know you're you're, you're, gonna, you're not going to you're not going to go on a diet then. So a few of my friends uh, had an issue we've noticed uh, in that um, we're. Uh, Overweight. overweight. Thank you, Jeffy. Uh, so we've we've done a weight loss competition. Uh, six of us. We're calling it the Sumo Six, uh, and uh, we're trying to lose some weight um, before we gain it back at a future trip. Uh, and uh, so I've actually been forcing myself to go to the gym. Uh, it's uh, you know, it's horrific. I hate it. Are you doing anything once you get there? Because no, I no. go to the gym. Well, I walk by it. I look inside. Uh, no, actually, okay. I have been. Uh, and one of the ways that I'm changing this and actually making myself go is using Superbeats. Uh, I've been talking about it for a while. You know, you see Dana Lash on the air talking about Superbeats all the time. And you realize she's actually in good shape. She goes to the gym all the time. Maybe I should do what she's doing. 
Um, so Super Beats is what she's doing, so now it's what I'm doing, okay? Super Beats, this is the black cherry flavor. It's really good. It's just a delicious drink, and you, you'll like it anyway. But it also gives you all these nutrients that are in beets that you're never going to get from beets because you're never going to make beets, okay? You're never going to do that. There's all these nitrates and stuff that, are, that help you out and give you more energy, but just one shot of Super Beats is equal to two liters of beet juice. The best part, you don't have the beet taste, okay? So you don't have to deal with that. You can feel the energy within about 20 minutes, and it's a great, great product. You've got to give it a shot. 800-951-8896 is the number to call. 800-951-8896. Or you can buy it online, stewlovesbeats.com. It's stewlovesbeats.com. 800-951-8896 for Super Beats. Triple eight seven two seven bet. Cotton stew. You know, we've told you a few times that uh, there are some problems in Europe right now. And some of those problems are being call, caused by uh, refugees. And uh, now it's to the point where officers in uh, Ostersund issued the astonishing warning after gangs of foreign men went on a rampage attempting to rape women in the street and even groping a group of 10-year-old girls at a bus stop. Uh, they warned people not to go out at night because of migrant sex attackers uh, who are targeting 10-year-olds. Shocking announcement will heighten concerns around the effects of the mass migration in Sweden, which has <clears throat> been struggling to integrate more than 150,000 predominantly Muslim migrants. Women in the tiny lakeside town of Ostersund in central Sweden have been terrorized by sex attacks, with six such incidents being recorded in the last two weeks. In all of the cases, the male attackers, often acting in gangs, were described as being of foreign appearance. Uh, speaking at an extraordinary press conference yesterday, police chiefs issued a stunning warning to women, telling them it's now unsafe that they should not go out after dark alone. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. That's amazing. I would say it is, yeah. This isn't even Germany. This is Sweden. So um, they, haven't, they haven't received the sheer numbers. I mean, 150,000 is a lot for a country the size of Sweden, but Germany has a million of them. I mean, I... Um, and plenty to take more in still, right? I mean, yeah. In theory. Yeah. Um, I mean, but of course, I guess that is what you would say um, as a person who's, mm -hmm. you know, drawing closer and closer to Satan by the day. I'm... Uh, yes. Are you wearing a hijab? No. No. Closer and closer to Satan. Okay, that's... Because I don't have a hijab? Yes. If you were wearing a hijab, you'd be further from Satan. But unfortunately, really? you're not wearing a hijab, <laughs> so you're closer to Satan. Uh, it's true. Watch the video. Check it out. All right. What's wrong with you, Salma? Do you want to say something about something? In fact, I want to know more about the hijab. I'd like to know more about the hijab. The hijab, my daughter, is a natural thing for the Muslim women. The Prophet Muhammad ordered us to wear it. So anyone who abides by this is being obedient to Allah and his Prophet. Thank you. And she gets many rewards. Mm. As for someone who does not wear the hijab, revealing parts of her body, like her head, her hair, her arms, her neck, her legs, mm. why she is closer to Satan and is defying Allah, the All-Merciful. Told oh, wow. A Muslim woman must wear the hijab. 
and must not wear just any item of clothing she sees in the market. Islamic clothes have special requisites. What are these requisites, mother? It must conceal the body. A Muslim woman must not wear a short garment, which reveals the legs, for example. The fabric must be thick, not see-through, because see-through clothes expose the body rather than conceal it. The garment must be wide, not tight, because tight clothes reveal the body's size and shape. It must not have any decorations that would draw attention on it. It must not be perfumed. Okay. Uh, and must not resemble the clothes of men. Wow, that's a lot of requirements. That's a lot. That's a lot. Those of are some serious requirements. Right I kind of like the uh, it's not form fitting thing though. Do you? You know, it's, you know, can, uh, can we get one of like? What do we? I mean, Jeff, you have that muumu that you wear a lot. Is that, that's kind of the same. I usually just wear that in the house. I mean, I don't know why you bring it up. Well, you wear it around the house sometimes. <laughs> I, to get the mail at the mailbox or whatever, but I don't wear it out any. I see you around the office of it quite often. Quite often. So it's just inside the building here. I don't yeah. really wear it out. That's out. That's out, Jeffy. But you shouldn't. You shouldn't consider this home. Really? Yeah. That's not. Um... Well, I thought. I thought we were a family. No. No. Mm -mm. <laughs> no. Really? No. Yeah. We are never, never, F, no, never, mm -hmm. no. Remember that Sister Sledge song, We Aren't Family? Yeah. <laughs> That's us. We aren't. We are not family. family. So, keep, yeah, maybe clothe, your, clothe, clothe yourself. That would be another. Yeah. It's a general. Uh, it's, uh, I don't, is that true that Mohammed ordered women to wear the hijab? I thought that was a cultural thing that kind of developed later. I'm not even sure Mohammed did order that. Yeah, I, I, don't I, I don't know. That it, my understanding was, that's not in the Quran, and she didn't say it was in the Quran. She just no, said she did not. Yeah. So, or as Barack Obama says, the Holy Quran. I guess I should have pronounced it properly. Uh, yes, you should have. But uh, we'll have to look into that. That's interesting. That is. Interesting. Speaking of Barack Obama, yeah. just as a side note, mm -hmm. um, you know, it's, we we commented when he didn't go to the funeral of Supreme Court Justice Nancy right. Scalia. Mm -hmm. um, but he's not going to the funeral of Nancy Reagan. I think well, he's got to go to South busy. by Southwest. He's, busy. He's, got to talk he's going to South by Southwest, which is more important, I think. No. So. That's, I, that's the headline. <laughs> that's the report. No, he's going to South by Southwest. Instead yeah, of Nancy. He already yeah. had that scheduled, so you can't. You can't break that schedule. Not for Nancy Reagan's funeral. Come on. You know that. Are Stu. you kidding me? Are you going to pretend like you think that's outrageous? I know. I do. I think that's outrageous. Yes. You believe that? Former First Lady Nancy Reagan. He's it not, is he's not unbelievably agonizing. To her funeral. I guess, is his deal he will not go to a Republican funeral? I don't know. Period? I guess. That must be his deal. If you're conservative, and you die, you're on your own. I'm not going to be there. Well, if he, no, well <laughs> yes, that, I mean, I if he hadn't had something else scheduled. Then he might have gone. What did he have scheduled for the Scalia uh, funeral? That was um, home with the family, right? Okay. And that was on the schedule pretty I think pretty that's solidly the family? stoned. I, that's not a scheduled event. <laughs> I mean, I, I, it's obviously important, but uh, you can move your home with a family. No, yeah, this is un it's unbelievable now. It it's sure just unbelievable. Is. That is, it's absolutely agonizing. He is the it's president only of radical left-wing people. That's it. That's it. He's, he's nobody else's president. He, he doesn't want to be. He doesn't want anything to do with you. 
From his perspective, Nancy Reagan is probably evil, right? Probably. I mean, he probably, probably thinks yeah. that she hated black people and ruined well, the world. Well, he was sure quick enough yeah. to tweet his little, you know, rest in peace and work with her pictures from the White House. Yeah, I mean, look, you've got it. He's going to take on that public face. Okay, well, you think level, that? But, you know, I mean, you think the funeral will be worth uh, that yeah, as well, right? The funeral agree. tells you what the deal is, right. doesn't it? I mean, right. if he's sure not does. going to that, he can't be bothered to go to Nancy Reagan's funeral. And especially if it is South by Southwest yeah. in the way of that. Come on. Really bad. That's really bad. Triple eight seven two seven back. More patents too coming up. Jeffrey, just real quick, I uh, unfortunately have to be home with my family the day of your funeral. <laughs> so you know. You're not gonna be there? I can't make that it hurts. because of a so previously you, planned. I mean, why time. are you telling me now? You could just not but, show up. I, but I just wanted to let you know that there's a reason why I wasn't showing up, which is pre planned home time. <laughs> So, uh, welcome to Patton Stew, by the way. Uh, a while ago, I don't know, six or eight months ago, we talked about The Rock. Uh, Dwayne Johnson, that's yeah. his name, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. Uh, talked about his eating habits. Uh, he has some weird things he does to, you know, maintain the uh, physique. He does. Mm -hmm. I mean, for us, it's just kind of natural. Yeah. You know, uh, let's be honest. Let's be honest. I mean, uh, it's nice that he he works at it hard. Uh, I know some people have to. We frankly don't. No, I we mean, we uh, get to this physique. Pretty uh, naturally. You look like that, Jeffy, really without trying at all. Yeah. I mean, you don't, you don't do anything. I, well, look, to look like that. I mean, other than some of us, some of us are lucky that way. Mm -hmm. Stu. Yeah. Is that right? Some of us are lucky that <laughs> and way. You I mean, really I, are. I, it's a gift, really. I mean, I, some. <laughs> I struggle with it. Because they, right. the Rock eats uh, more than five thousand calories a day, but so do you. You know, you just do mm -hmm. it in a way that's more associated with fast foods. Well, and I, you know, look, you got to break them up. Yeah, you can't, it's not just sitting down to one no. and that's five thousand calorie he, meal. He which, does seven meals a day. Yeah, so do I, including uh, roughly two point three pounds of cod. Oh. Yeah, I, if I remember this right, it was the first thing he ate was cod. Cod. Yeah. Ugh. cod in the morning. Okay, and then. It's rich in protein, obviously. Then eggs, steak, chicken, vegetables, and potatoes, all told, about 10 pounds of food a day. It feels just tiring. Wow. How do you do that seven times a day? That seems like, uh, first of all, a hassle. Well, that's your life, though. I mean, he's working He's, he's working out. He's yeah. doing. I mean, that's it's his, his life. That's where he makes his money. Yeah, yeah. it's his livelihood yeah. to look like that, obviously. And, and you know, yeah, obviously, Jeffy's too. Uh, you know, mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, mm -hmm. it, look. The Rock obviously works a little bit harder than I do, mm -hmm. but if you have to, you have to. Mm -hmm. You does, can't help that. You can't help does it. Does he? Does he work? Does he work a little harder than you? <laughs> that interesting uh, <laughs> observation. Is it? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Is it? I mean, you, I know you can't tell, but he does. I get it. It's okay. Some people have to work harder. <laughs> well, okay. So obviously, this guy, Mark Webster. Heard about this just like we did, and uh, he's not a former wrestler, and he's not, uh, you know, in the Fast and Furious movie franchise. Um, but he does, and he doesn't have a show on HBO, uh, just a normal self-employed guy who's tried to get in shape over the past couple of years. 
And when he read about the routine, he didn't feel awe or disgust or fear. Instead, he saw a life he wanted for himself. So he actually decided to do it for a month, uh, got all of the food. And if if you remember the food, it was ridiculous. It was like cod a bunch of times a day. I mean, it, it was a ridiculous menu, and it was almost all protein. Uh, he had to spend $1,262 for a month of food, which uh, is a lot. I'm going to just remind you, uh, we're selling with my Patriot Supply. It's $99 for four weeks of food. Wow. Um, yep. So this is 1300 to show you what the difference is. Um, it costs a lot of money to eat like the rock, but it also keeps uh, takes a lot of time. Yeah. No every, kidding. Every two or three days, he spent an hour and a half on food prep. Yeah. Oh, food prep. Uh, he got um, uh, a break partway through the challenge when he realized a seafood store would just steam cook the cod on the spot for no charge, which that's a pretty good deal. Mm. Mm-hmm. Most, um, most departments will do that for you at the grocery stores and stuff. They'll, they'll steam your shrimp and your fish for you. They'll take care of it for you at the stores, yeah. What? Will they? They'll cook yeah. the food for you? Well, they have the steamer in the back. They'll do it for you, sure. No really? Way. That's not yes, true. they do. Yeah, yeah. At the, if at the, I told you the... right now to go to a grocery store and buy cod. Well, first of all, I am not s- going to the store to buy you anything. <laughs> I'm not going to eat clear the cod. About that. You could eat the cod. <laughs> but what I'm saying is you'd go in and you say, I would like some cod. Will you steam it for me? That will happen? Absolutely. No way that happens. No way. That can't Absolutely. be real. Any grocery we store. Get shrimp. My wife gets shrimp at the grocery I mean, store all the time. And they maybe steam it. Central Market would do that. Oh, it's kind of a high-end grocery store around Yeah, but the, here. Uh, I don't know. The, uh, the Albertsons, the Kroger's, they, they all do that. No really? way. That's really? Real? Yes. Huh. You know all the back-end sort of right. stuff. You like the secret menu at the grocery store. <laughs> <laughs> That's you. I mean, my wife gets the, the shrimp steamed all the time from there. Yeah, of course. The grocery store does not cook any food for me. I have to buy it and then bring it home and cook it. Well, you don't tell them that they're cooking it for you. You just ask them to steam it. Like they're helping you enhance your your food for your house. They mm. believe that. But it's steamed, so it's cooked. You're eating it. Okay. Interesting. Hmm. Uh, eating each of his seven daily meals takes about 20 minutes, two hours and 20 minutes a day, uh, just shoving meat and vegetables into his mouth. Yeah, it's but- a lot. Biggest thing with eating is the interruption of your day. Yeah, that's, I would think so, too. Every few hours, you have to stop and eat again. So, anyway, by the end of the project, Webster's weight had barely budged. Yeah, there you go. He was already active, started out at 206 pounds, and finished 30 days later at 207 pounds. But he had gained a solid amount of muscle mass. Huh. Yeah. Uh, he says, uh, my arms have gotten a little bigger, upper parts of my legs have gotten bigger, I've gotten leaner. Which, again, wow. is totally unexpected. I mean, the rock, And it becomes part of your did. life. I mean, having been around a human that uh, lived like this, uh, right, my yeah. oldest son, That's I right, mean, this yeah. was his life, man, and he did the same thing. Did and he eat that just, way? Did he? he? I mean, he just, it's a, it's a lifestyle, and that slowing protein. you down about, you know, prep and everything, that's done, you know, the day before or whatever, and as it's going, it's just an ongoing part of their life, man. I mean, it's your job, six or seven, at right? That, at that that's point. what it is. But I mean, Jeez, I wouldn't want to do that. Oh, I know. I, I would just cow. gain like fifty pounds doing that because yeah. I wouldn't work out enough to burn. Well, it he off. was Elvis was actually mad when they were making him gain weight because he couldn't do that. You know, he was. They wanted him to be three ten, three fifteen, and uh, you know he is way down now. I mean, he's heck yeah. two fifty or something now. Hmm. It looks like a rail, but yeah. solid as a rock. But I'm oh, just yeah. saying that he was mad when he couldn't hmm. eat that way. I mean, I guess too. Like, if you it, the the issue too of eating that way, I would think you're eating so much food. You're eating ten pounds of food a day. Once you stop it, 
I feel like you'd just be hungry all the time because you'd want to eat maybe not 10 pounds, but 8 pounds. And when you probably should be eating, I don't know how many pounds of food you're supposed to eat a day. So whatever, whatever I eat divided by four is the, probably the amount you're supposed it to eat. It happens to some of us. Uh, <laughs> like that, Stu, you know, you just struggle through it. Well, I've seen this as actually, and I know you're, um, you're, you're, you're a different story, but there is a, this is a big issue <laughs> yes, with, like, is. with offensive Absolutely and defensive linemen. They yeah. leave the NFL. They work their asses off 24 hours a day. They eat whatever the hell they want. They're still big guys. And they want to. I mean, they they, they're forced and to don't, almost. And they, can, they don't change their diets. Right. Mm-hmm. So they wind up blowing up to four or 500 pounds yeah. because they don't, they're no longer working anymore, mm-hmm. uh, working out like they used to. Which is, again, a problem. Jeffrey, did you want to? Well, you struggle through it. <laughs> Still. Yeah. You've struggled through a lot of things. Yeah. I know. Listen, uh, life is, is, the only isn't thing, easy. The it's only thing you didn't have a struggle with was when you defeated anorexia. <laughs> That's the only thing. I don't know why you're laughing. That's a horrible thing. You really disease. did defeat it, though. I mean, you beat the crap out of it. You committed genocide on it. It's a, so there you go. You're making you some kind of joke. About no, it. I mean, it's, not at all. I would not it's a horrible all. disease. This guy says he felt really, uh, really good, though, afterwards. He felt better. His heart rate went down. He felt like he was a lot healthier afterwards. And I suppose with all the protein and stuff, you, you would. What is right? that? What, how much do you have to work out, though? I mean, yeah, I feel like you just be at the gym all the time, right? Yeah. I mean, I know The Rock was. A couple, at least two or three times a day. How does anyone do that? I can't. And if you don't go to the gym, times you're, you're, a day? Oh, yeah. Go a mor- day? Go in the morning, and then you go. Elvis was doing a couple. Elvis wow. was doing two times a day. And then in the afternoon, he would, you know, go for a walk or run or whatever mm-hmm. with the dog. But go in the morning, mm-hmm. do your routine. Go at night, do the flip side routine, and then maybe swim for an hour or whatever oh. Oh, I, uh, man. I, a it takes a lot to be an elite athlete, yeah. oh, yeah. doesn't it? Oh, it does. It takes I mean, a lot. You know, and plus, it's such a, it's a, you know, you work so hard. You, man, these guys that, that, like, work their asses off their entire life to do this and then get picked up, like, in the sixth round and then, you know. And then it's over. Yeah, and then it's over. It's like, it's, I mean, you know, obviously now Elvis the is same still. It's the same thing. Though, he's mm-hmm. now, though, I mean, he's in the world of fitness anyway. Yes. So, I mean, he, certainly it's still working out. But it's, it's just a. It's just a difficult, it's got to be a difficult way to go through that. I actually had a, a friend who was on uh, The Biggest Loser. Uh, it was oh, like wow. one of the earlier seasons, I don't know, maybe like really? season four or something. Yeah. Hmm. And she, um, uh, you know, she went on there and she, it, her, her describing her days. It's like, I can't even imagine going through one of them. <laughs> they were at the gym like five times a day yeah. and then would come back and like eat cauliflower and egg whites. Like, I mean, it was like, not like, I mean, you know, they see how much weight they actually lose on that show. Yeah. I mean, a lot, but it's like, that's the hard work. And it's not from an athlete. It's from a lot of the people who are on that show, obviously are, you know, some of them are former athletes that maybe have, uh, you know, gained a bunch of weight. But a lot of people are just like, you know, normal people that have never been thin and they have to just jump into a lifestyle in which they're working out four or five times a day. I mean, I can't even imagine it's doing that. Huge shock. Oh, it's got to be really huge hard. Shock. Really hard. Amazing. Triple eight seven two seven back. More patents too uh, is inevitable. So was your son adopted or was <laughs> I, mean, I was told he was mine. <laughs> Triple eight seven forty seven back is the phone number. Saw this list uh, 
online, and I thought it was kind of interesting in that like, I was sort of a child of the 80s, um, and mm -hmm. uh, I remember going through all these things, and I think they were going on for a long time. This uh, must have been is before my time, because I grew up in the late 90s, early 2000s. You did? You know? You're a millennial? Yeah. Okay. And so uh, I, I don't know relate. what kind of crazy things you kids did back yeah, in the 80s. Well, let's discuss them and see if these things sound <laughs> I can't totally crazy to, to you. Any of it. Okay. Okay. Um, 27 things that every 80s kid did during school that would never fly today. All right. Now, this is not from a Everything like such as? Uh, pick Valentine's. Yeah, I couldn't. Oh, no. yeah. Yeah, because no, you. was out. In my they, wouldn't let us make, they wouldn't let us do it anymore. Oh, they wouldn't let you. Because back in the day, you used to pick. Well, you wouldn't buy Valentine's for the whole class. Really? You get them for just the individual people you liked, or maybe you know, and you kind of. Yeah, that wouldn't fly. Now. That wouldn't fly now, and no. it wouldn't fly in your era. Not in my era. Okay. Mm -mm. Uh, how about I meant now by my era? Yeah. Oh right. So. <laughs> how about kids supervising other kids? Nope. Uh, oh my god. Do you remember that? Uh, that does not happen anymore, right? No. I mean, some of it's bizarre. Clap erasers. Is uh, that because you don't want to get the chalk in the air and people have aller allergies or probably. something? Or there's no chalkboards, right? Yeah. They're all whiteboards now. Oh. Are they? Yeah. They don't use chalkboards in school anymore? Pat, so. you're the millennial. <laughs> you're the, you grew up in the early 2000s. kind of dropped that bit, you know? And uh, you moved on. I moved on. Okay, good. Um, how about this one? Make ashtrays in art class. I, I remember doing oh, that. Yeah. I oh made an gosh. ashtray in school. Yeah, I remember doing that. Uh, brought it home to my dad. He was psyched about it Absolutely. for about a week. And yeah. then I probably threw it, it away. in the garage. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But uh, I remember doing that. Yeah, you wouldn't Heck do that yeah. now. No, they would Cigarettes. never, oh never let you do that now. Don't I don't even that. know. I have um, up in my office, actually, a candy dish uh, that my dad made when he was a little kid. And it's now been passed down. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, even a candy dish, would you? You'd have to be like a, a cucumber and hummus dish would right. be the only thing you'd be right. able to make in, in our yes. class today. Um, how about take gender-specific classes? Like, oh, like, yeah. like home ec for the girls oh. and, you know, like wood boys, shop for the I boys. Think even, in my, even back in the 70s, I think boys could take home ec, right? They yeah. just didn't. And girls could take wood and metal shops, yeah. too, but it was they just rare. Didn't. There was rare. nobody in right. shop class. Very rare. Nobody. Uh, play dodgeball, of course. That's been that's too dangerous. Oh, so yeah, that hurts. Oh my gosh! I mean, that was the point of getting nailed with that thing, right? Yeah, nailing somebody with that. Oh, oh I freaking love dodgeball. Me Did you guys too. have bombardment Me too? Was that too. a thing? Yes. Was, oh my god! I love that. That was like the team dodgeball kind of. That was fun that was awesome. stuff. I love that. It was stuff. fun that stuff. Was awesome. They actually have that. Um, now they have trampoline parks everywhere, which I'm at. Like, if you, want to yeah. meet, if you ever need to meet me, I'll be at a trampoline park. Just come to the trampoline <laughs> park. I'm there basically 24 hours a day okay. uh, with the kids. But they have big, a trampoline park dodgeball where like you go i mean i would have loved to do this when i was That'd a kid fun. like you're jumping on the trampoline and playing dodgeball at the same time it's pretty badass it sounds good uh, uh play war games oh yeah with cowboys uh, can't do that yeah, you can't really no. do that anymore oh my god this one's interesting shoot real guns because this does still happen um with kids uh back in the day it happened more often and i i never grew up in that culture really where like kids had you know, we never shot guns in school but like glenn has his kids today like rafe he's talked about rafe shooting guns before not at school right, but, but not at school um, that's kind of what i can't imagine in school being. yes that's no. that seems amazing um get signed out of school by your friend's mom Yep. So you're perfect. Yeah. I mean, that's, I know we occasionally have, you know, we need someone to pick up one of our kids from their, like, church school, uh, and that's a process. I mean, they make either you Well, yeah. Like, in in, like in today's world, you have to, that has to already be on the list, right? Yeah. You already or, yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, teenagers driving school buses? Did that happen? Never heard of that. I never, never heard, heard of that. I have never heard of that. Uh, bringing in cupcake cakes for birthdays. Yep. Yeah. Uh, peanut allergies. It could Couldn't happen. do that. And, and you don't want that kind of unhealthy. 
yep. food in the class. And we've had, uh, you know, for birthdays, actually, my daughter had cupcakes sent home when it was her birthday a couple months ago. Really? Like, no, so they have these awesome cupcakes and no one in the school could eat them. Oh, Luckily, I was able wow. to put them down when they got home. Well, I mean, they have to. <laughs> um, how about uh, buy soda from the cafeteria vending machine? That's dead. Uh, when I, the one school that I attended uh, had a frosty machine. <laughs> what? No way. Not that I, really? or a frosty? Not that I, a frosty machine. Not that I oh ever my was gosh. there. Gosh, but, that explains a lot. Yeah, it does. I mean, that was outstanding. Uh, wear Indian costumes. School. You can't do that anymore unless you're like, you have no heritage. Not even for Halloween could you do that. Oh, no. Oh, right? That's true. Um, let's see. Bring peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. That's out. Uh, that, that's all I ate at school. Yeah. You know what I have that's to send my I kids ate. to school with now is they have sunflower seed butter, which tastes exactly like peanut butter, except it, sure doesn't. Does. <laughs> sure. <laughs> it doesn't. Sure. It doesn't. Sunflower seed um, butter. Sniff no, glue and markers. Oh, oh man. Jeffy did I do that did a lot? That. Yeah. Jeffy obviously did that. You know what that. works best, too, is that is the... Is the uh, I do that today. The glue that... Not the... Like, not the... the the Elmer's glue, but you can get the paste glue. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. You use the oh, st- yeah. oh man, you can really you like sniff that, some huh? good stuff. I love that. the Elmer's glue though, because I mean that just reminds you of childhood, right? Mm. It's just yeah, that's elementary school. Sure, and we, or Crayola crayons when you smell that smell, right? Just crayons. takes you back to that time. Uh, bring a Swiss Army knife to school. That, I never, you, no, that no. could always not a big happen. fan of that. But, could never happen today. No, but then. It was not a problem nope. to have a Swiss Army knife. It's you've been showing that to everybody. Yeah, because that was cool on yeah. the playground. Well, how about walk to school? Now I mean, it depends on how far Did it is. But I every remember every day. Yeah, yep. I, I walked. Every day. I used to get detention pretty much every day after school, and would walk all the way home. It was a couple miles, you know, and like yeah. I, like I so can't even imagine letting my kid walk two miles. I mean, no uh, way. Even any time in the next ten years, I can't imagine. Wouldn't that. do it. How about no, sitting Indian style? You don't sit Indian no, style. No, crisscross applesauce. Crisscross applesauce. They call it crisscross applesauce. What? Oh, yeah, you Indian, can't Indians, sit Indian style. You can talk about Indian applesauce. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I've they never know. heard of that. That's what my kids always say. They're crisscross applesauce. Yeah. Because you can't sit Indian style because that's uh, hateful <laughs> against Elizabeth Warren. <laughs> um, play tetherball. I love tetherball when I was a kid. Why, why can't that? you play that? Why is I that was, banned? I was tetherball champion. I was well, pretty good myself. If you want to call and dispute that, go ahead. Cool. But uh, there's tetherball, and then they all you know. used to play uh, uh, with a paddle as well. So it was, you know, it was almost paddle. like a yeah. You have a, a small, use a smaller ball, a smaller tennis ball, mm-hmm. and use a paddle. Okay. Oh, so wow. and spin it around, so well, it's just like tetherball. I happen to be watching um, uh, Napoleon Dynamite, and they play tetherball throughout that uh, particular movie. So That's it's, a great game. Yeah, it's still That's a great game. Uh, right lines on the board is punishment. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Remember that? Uh, climbing trees. You don't really climb trees at school anymore. I'm sure you get no. hurt. God forbid. Yeah. Uh, line up according to gender. So that doesn't even happen anymore. Boys over here, girls over here. That doesn't happen anymore. I don't know. That I guess shocking. not. That's wow. weird. Getting candy as a reward? Yeah, they wouldn't do that they now. They wouldn't really do right. that now. Not um, in the Michelle Obama period. <laughs> picking teams at, in gym class. They can't do that. You I can't pick teams? You can't be picked last, Pat. That would make you feel bad. Oh, my gosh. Um, call teachers Mrs. or Ms.? What do you call them? Hey, stupid. Hey, butthook. <laughs> I, think, I think that's what hey, you Hey, butthook is the butt new hook. appropriate yeah. thing? Yeah. Really? Mid- what? Mrs. or Ms.? What would you say? What would you Uh... I don't know. I don't even know. I What's the teacher? Te- teacher? Hmm. I don't know. Um, stand in the corner. You know that would be hateful. The, oh. the parents would complain, right? Oh, my gosh. If you made a kid mm-hmm. stand in the corner? And then leave school for lunch. Oh, yeah. All the time. You can't, leave, awesome. you can't leave the school grounds? We Probably occasionally now. may have ditched school to go to the Pizza Hut buffet uh, a couple towns away. Oh, we'd rip that thing up. That was
nice. <laughs> they come back for the last period of the day. I bet they hated to see you oh, yeah. uh, walking into that restaurant. <laughs> yeah, because uh, I had to pay the same cost. It's very socialist. I paid the same cost <laughs> as everyone else. I just ate three times as much.